Hey everyone, you stumbled across Coffee and Crystals. I'm Katie Cronister, your motivator and host. And on this spiritual podcast, I will share knowledge that I've gained through a highly caffeinated life, as well as my journey here on this earth as a yogi. While we'll be exploring my love for all things crystals and wellness, I'll also be introducing you to some of my good friends, mentors, gurus, family members, and other key influencers who have really touched my life. In every episode, I invite you into my heart, and I really look forward to this adventure we're about to go on together. So, pour yourself a cup of coffee, stay hydrated, and let's dig into today's episode. So today's crystal is fun. It's the tiger's eye and it's a bloodstone. So it's an episode where we're talking to Coach Snez. And if tiger's eye could be something that gladiators use to fight in the Roman Colosseum, then get yourself a tiger eye for all your New Year intentions when you hit the gym. (laughs) Tiger's eye is brown, yellow, sometimes pink, blue, and red. You can find it in the United States, Mexico, India, Australia, oh hey, that's where Snez is from, and South Africa. So it's an earth energy. This is also something that you can use to light the fire. We talk a lot about that energy in Kundalini. And I feel like most people know what a tiger's eye is. So like, you know, it's like a common stone that you hear about. So now you know how it can help. It will help treat your eyes. So that's kind of cool. Might be something that you could do in both your evening and PM routines to wind down, get a nice de-bloat on your eyes. And you're going to want to wear this, if you're going to wear the stone, more on the right side of the body, the masculine energy. All right, get yourself a tiger's eye. Hey guys, before we get into it, let's take a nice, big, collective breath together. Big inhale, opening and lengthening the spine and the chest and the heart. Hold at the top. Feel the presence and the pause. And an audible exhale. Opening the lips. Let's do that again together before we begin. Big inhale. Hold at the top, chin off of chest, eyes closed, exhale. Welcome, welcome back to Coffee and Crystals. This is a very special episode. You are going to meet my dear friend, Snez. And a couple times I got emotional while editing and working directly with Snez on this podcast. And I think it's because these are the times that not only were there a couple full circle moments in just collabing with Snez on this episode, there was also just a lot of reflecting and gratitude of just having someone like Snez, here it comes, you can hear the emotion in my voice, having like someone like Snez in my life who is more than a friend. She is a mentor. She is such an inspiration. And, you know, as scary as she can seem, because have you seen this woman's muscles? She is actually very, very sweet, soft, loving, nurturing. And I am just very excited for you to learn from Coach Snez today. This episode not only introduces you to Snez, who is a high performance and 
peak of best of the best fitness and health trainer. She helps people regardless of their health conditions and time constraints, you know, really just, you know, be a badass like her. She has over 16 years of experience. She is a pro former athlete, rehab specialist, nutritionist. She is a podcaster herself. She's a gym owner. She is also a yogi. And in this podcast, we connect about movement. We connect about mental health. We tell stories. You get to hear a little bit about what SNES does. So you are going to hear how you can also meet SNES. And I got to tell you guys, like, even if you, if it's just one visit with SNES, one online, you know, which I I don't think it's going to just be one. So this isn't like a marketing or anything, but you got to meet this woman, you know, especially if you're near in Orange County where you can visit her in person at her gym. I highly recommend it. So in this podcast, and it also is the first time that you can watch us live and me live. I'm doing this whole new YouTube channel. So I have left the link of the YouTube link in the podcast, which is super cool because you are going to literally get to meet SNES and, you know, watch, watch Coffee and Crystals on TV, you know, maybe with a hot cocoa. No, I don't. You need to tell people bring a coffee to Coffee and Crystals. (laughs) You heard her. Grab your coffee and let's get into it. How how did this start? Uh, Well, I uh, started when I was super young um, because I was in the gym and I was, you know, quite good at the gym and I enjoyed it. And uh, I found that it helped so much with my performance in soccer. And I I figured, you know, like it was something that I was really good at. And then uh, it actually kind of started with me wanting to dive deeper into going to like university and, you know, getting myself better at my knowledge and my experience and like kind of like diversifying myself. So uh, when I wanted to go into uni, uh, one of my teachers said, you should go and become a trainer. And I was like, all right, well, I'll go and check that out. So I started there when I was 18 and um, I really never let it go. Um, I actually initially didn't like going to the gym just because of how much the requirement was, right? Like it was just, it was, it was a lot of effort. And when you're, when you're like, playing soccer, uh, to the capacity that I was, you know, you're hitting like 20 hours a week on the field. You don't really want to be training anything more because you're just so tired and you're, you're dedicated. So for me, I didn't necessarily it's like the gym. You say that, I, when I played it. soccer, that was actually some of my favorite days was the gym days, but I didn't really like yeah. playing soccer. I just liked being a part of a team. I was really fast, but I didn't actually yeah. really like playing. So gym days were kind of yeah. my when it came to soccer. Well, yeah. So, well, I grew up, I love for it. So I got into it. I stuck with it. I ended up kind of like expanding myself in it. So not only just doing like just the training side of it and being a, a trainer, but I then became a nutritionist. I then became um, a rehab trainer. And then I kind of like just, you know, improved my qualifications and my knowledge. And yeah, and now here I am. I've been doing it for almost 17 years which is crazy. It's a long time. That is a long time. 17 years. 
Well, there's a lot yeah. of tenure there. Um, we missed before we started recording, we were talking about how we met down the road of where I'm recording right now, which is a total coincidence. The world always works in funny ways to make you laugh sometimes. And this would be one. I'm in Huntington Beach, right down the Equinox that I actually joined again, um, rejoined Equinox recently. I wish I was closer to you, um, but we're going to talk about how people can get more of you if they aren't in your backyard. Um, but yeah, what is your memory of when we first met? Kind of, we have a fun story. Oh my gosh, yes, we 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 do. I I remember meeting you and um, hearing just you know with where you were working at the time and um, just your energy um, is just like pretty contagious. I think that that's something that I definitely gravitated towards and um, your drive and ambition to do more. I think I gravitated towards that. And I just like really liked how you uh, were into yoga and fitness um, as a whole. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't understand the, the, the importance of having as much uh, method of movement as possible. And that's what I really liked about, about you because you would do so many different styles of training or, tra or you know, fitness in general. Um, so I remember that and I remember us just always having a good time every time we met up. So, yes, I cool. love that you have a podcast now because I, I always loved your voice. I think okay. that was definitely something that, you know, when I first met you, I was like, can you just like keep talking to me? Like <laughs> I loved working for that brand because I also, you know, I met a lot of cool people like you two times you, it was a really great part of my life. I was with a couple of my coworkers last night that I have brought into the, my new brand that used to work at that company. And I was telling nice. Brian, and I don't know if you remember Brian, that I was talking with you today and his eyes just lit up. You made, you have made an impact on so many people. And that's definitely why I wanted you to have you on the show today. I wanted to talk about how movement can really be, you know, a mental health ritual. It can be something that you know, people obviously in a vain way, you can look good after training with SNES, but, you know, I think something for me is my empowerment and my confidence levels are always through the roof after I spend time training with you. So I wanted to dive into a little bit of those topics with you coming off of this week. I never really knew Twitch or followed him or knew this story, but, you know, just watching this on the internet and to bring this up since it is kind of something that happened recently. Um, my mom was a big fan and she called me hysterically crying and she was like, Katie, I don't understand. He's always posting videos and he's always so happy. Social media is a lie. And I stopped her and I said, you know, and I was thinking about this conversation with you and I go, no, I don't think it is a lie. I think that that is probably he's posting when he's the most happy because he's moving and he's in his body. And I can relate to that when I'm working out or, you know, you always do BTS with some of your clients that are okay with it because people are in their power, they're moving and they feel good. And she, I feel like even had an aha moment. I'm like, he's posting those things probably not to, for fake news, because those are the yeah. times he's feeling the best because he was dancing and he was moving. So yeah. What are your thoughts on that? You know, what, what, what do you want to share on this? Um, from a personal experience, I suffered really bad depression and anxiety. Um, and this was uh, on several different occasions. So, uh, this was something that kind of hit pretty hard for me as well, just because anytime a story comes up with anybody, I think it's so important that 
society bring as much awareness to mental health as possible. Um, you know, when I see and hear about these stories where people do take, you know, that that final road, it's the saddest thing in the world for me. And it breaks my heart to hear it because usually people do uh, provide signs well ahead of the time. And, you know, they're very obvious signs, but no one actually acts upon it. People hear it, people support it, but they don't act on it. And that's where the, the you know, the trouble essentially is when people are, you know, so down and they're in a very dark place, they also have the complete opposite. So when, you know, you talk about how people, you know, him in particular, he was posting so much of the, the you know, this happiness and these great times. He still had that. That was very real for him. And, um, but he's not going to post the alternative, you know, and that's the, that's the hard part. He probably would have shown that in some capacity, you know, behind closed doors or even on his own or in whatever way. And that's the, the area that most people miss. And this is what the problem with social media is so many people only post the smiling photos, the happy moments, you know, the times that are great but they will not show the other times because they're scared that, you know, maybe people won't like them. Maybe people won't uh, appreciate or value them the same, you know? And um, I just posted something yesterday about all the harder moments in my recovery from my knee surgery. And um, that kind of blew up because it's real and it's authentic. And I think that the more that we can be more authentic and um, both in movement, right. And mental health and everything like that, the better we're going to be. And the the less of this is going, going to actually happen. And yeah. so <clears throat> when I hear about this stuff, I'm like, you know, he was a great guy. He was, you know, he, I loved watching him. Like for me in particular, like I always watched him. So I was super sad I about that. Ellen. And as I was also reading a book. I've had a lot of these moments that I was like, wow, this is, we're meant to be having this conversation together today. It's going to help someone. Um, it kind of yes. makes me a little emotional talking about it because it's heavy. Um, yeah. But all of this full circle and um, knowing that, you know, maybe this happening to him was the, what what all of us needed to see so we could reach out to people that are hurting and, you know, look inside ourselves and, you know, where, where are we not paying attention to dark places that we all have? Yeah, yeah I, I, exactly. So um, in terms of mental health, uh, movement is going to be your number one medicine for that, right? Because we want to create that. We want to create the adrenaline. We want to get those endorphins out um, and we want to do it the right way. So a lot of the time people will, you know, really go ham with, you know, there's so many other ways to release endorphins as well, but doing it through movement is always going to be the healthiest and safest option. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that, right? Like, and I, and this is the thing, like, there are a lot of vices out there that actually release the same endorphins as exercise. Like binge eating does the exact same thing. It's just that- Yeah, give me some more. What are some other ones that people can be aware of that they're doing that maybe they're not realizing? Unfortunately, sex is a huge one mm -hmm. uh, where people like, you know, people- who I think that porn. was like, that seems like an odd, like a duh, but I feel like in my journey of just like being single the longest I've been since like, I don't know, date- and noticing <laughs> what an issue that is for people. Oh my gosh. They're yeah. literally addicted to sex. And that's it's yeah. actually very sad. It's really sad, especially because they don't then 
you know, they're not necessarily doing it because they love the person or they're actually truly like, you know, in a good relationship. They're just doing it to, you know, try and gr- get Stuff that. In their first energy. two chakras and they're not moving up the spine. It's a more yes, spiritual yep. place. Yep. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to, and it could, like, and that doesn't necessarily have to be that you're with someone that could be watching porn. It could be anything, you know? Um, and that's, that's also a big one as well. And then obviously people, you know, turn to substances um, that obviously do a lot of like detriment to the body long-term. So there is a lot of different ways that people can kind of like create that. Um, But, you know, always going to be the safest bet is doing it through movement, fitness, you know, things like that, things that are going to bring you into a better awareness of yourself for Uh sure and raise your frequency. So um, you know, a lot of the time people don't actually really understand like, oh, I always feel better after my workout. There's a, a, a very uh, scientific reason behind that. We don't need to necessarily dive into that, but there is a, what people do need to understand is that the, the value in working out at the end of it, what you've done is you've actually rewired your brain. And as you've done that, that's what's making you ultimately feel better. Your brain is in connection with your body and everything just, you know, kind of goes to a new level. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, I like took notes on you because I'm a recruiter now. So I'm like always taking notes on what people say so I can go back to it. So I don't interrupt you the whole time. You mentioned you didn't like going to the gym. So how does someone who owns a gym, has a successful business, you know, you just reminded me that you are human, you know? So I think sometimes I would feel the best after visiting you, but I would have a little anxiety like, oh. and it's hard sometimes to motivate so what are some things that has worked for you um because you're human and you have those moments too like do I really want to work out today like how do you motivate what are some attainable things that you know the the normal person can can take away from you to get themselves to work out one of the one of the main things that I do that get me to go to the gym is because I want to get rid of something. I don't go to the gym to get something. I go to get rid of something. In other words, I love that. Maybe That's I have- like a tweetable moment. I'm going to take this out of that. That's going to be something that we quote. Yeah. What do you let so go I, of? I love that. It, and it could be negative self-talk. It could be maybe a, like a fight you had with someone. It could be maybe you're sitting in like a negative emotion, but you're trying to get rid of that because you need to get yourself into some clarity. And the only way you're going to get into some clarity is if you raise your level of awareness, you're not going to be clear or in, in your conscience or anything, unless you are, you have more clarity in, your, in yourself, in how you're thinking, how you're being, like what you're doing. So when you go and you do your workout, you kind of get like different points of connections and you know, you you're in your head, everybody's in their head, right? Every workout, everyone's in their head because every single rep that you do, you do not want to do another one. No one wants to do another one. No, no one's in the gym going, yeah, just keep going until I hit like a hundred. Like no one's doing that. Everyone's yeah, like going, everyone needs to like, remember that. And then it kind of makes it come down a little bit. Like, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, he had to like work at this and, you know, yeah, and there's it's not like he wanted yeah. to, it's discipline. Exactly. And you have to look for it a little bit, you know, like, so one of the, I think, I think Arnold used to say this, I, I'm not sure I might be quoting someone wrong, but I didn't stop. (laughs) I didn't start counting until I started feeling it. Right. 
So they like, and that's the, that's how I now think about my training. Like I'll start counting once I feel my body really feeling the reps. Like that's when I start counting because that's when I know growth is growth is when you're trying to put yourself in a place where you're uncomfortable, no matter what it is. And that is essentially what fitness is. You're placing yourself willingly in a, in an area where you are so uncomfortable because you're doing things either that you are struggling to do, you're doing new things, maybe you're doing old things, but you're not good at them still. And all of those things, like if you go into the gym and you only do what you're good at, you're not growing. You're basically just going there to show off. So like people that go there and they're actually trying to change what their, their regular is and they're trying to push their body, whether it be more weight, maybe it's a different method, doesn't matter what it is. Those are the ones that are going to grow and develop. And it's part of our human needs, right? Tony Robbins talks about this. Six human needs, no, like one of the key ones is growth. So if you don't put yourself in a place of discomfort, you aren't growing. And if you're not growing, you're staying the same. And that is way worse. Oh my gosh. So many things that I want to ask off of that. Hey guys, quick commercial break. There really was a theme in a product that kicked off my new year, all about self-care in my morning routine. I talked about it a lot in different episodes and the company that I started working for sells the best of the best when it comes to collagen. It's a liquid collagen and every morning and every evening for most weeks of last year, I think I was out of my collagen for about a month last year and then I didn't start taking it religiously like that until February. February. So two out of the months last year, I wasn't taking this. And it really is something that has become a staple in my life. This liquid collagen gets into your bloodstream and your body way better than any other powder form. It helps joints and lubrication. It helps with that hydration. It also helps you with your cardiovascular health. So I dropped a coupon code in the show notes for you guys to try this year. Also, reach out if you have any other questions about why liquid collagen would be right for you. Because I want to know about Snez's morning routine. Because I feel like I feel like it's probably a disciplined routine. But the reason why is I noticed, and this last year I have just like really up leveled my morning routine. I am very proud of myself. I drink out of a spiritual cup. I stretch. I journal, which has been amazing because I want to write a book one day. So. The thing that was holding me back is I wasn't writing. I'm reading more in the morning. I water my plants because I have a million. So I need time to like do it throughout the week. And I have like this cleaning that I do because then I just feel like my house is always clean now, which is amazing. Just makes yes. me, my brain feel good. But then I had yep. this aha moment that I think I made my morning routine too uncomfortable because um, yeah, like I need to get back into the gym in the morning. Um, do you know about Procrates, the Ayurvedic like personalities? I, I've heard of, I don't know very anyway, much. Anyway, I think that I'm mostly Kapha, which is kind of like a slow sluggish energy. And I was like, I think I created a morning routine that's like too, com like too comfortable. So I want to get back into a high energy fire building. Cause for me, I just know that and I'm good at my workouts, but I feel like me doing it and at the end of the day is actually not good for my anxiety because I'm always thinking like it's a, it's like I'm always thinking I'm going to let myself down. So I'm like, I need to like make my morning routine a little bit more uncomfortable, get that workout in in the day. And then if I make it back to a yoga class, then I'm like going to feel even better about myself because I did, you know, more physical activity anyway. So that's kind of why I like that you said, you know, you have to make yourself uncomfortable because it's true, you know back to the mental health. You know, we think that 
you humans and Americans, we think everything's supposed to be comfy all the time. So then when uncomfortable shit happens, we're like, oh, whoa, poor me. But it's like, no, we have to actually put ourselves into uncomfortable situations so that we can react better to them. So when they arrive. So with all that, what's your morning routine? We got to know. <laughs> um, every day is very, very much the same. It doesn't change. So um, I wake up early. I wake up at 4 a.m., sometimes a little earlier than that. If I can try and get up early. What's your secret? How do you like get up? My alarm would go off and I'd be like, that, that was too ambitious. And I'll just like reset my alarm. How do you like jump out of bed at 4 a.m.? It's the discipline. <sighs> it's I literally tell myself every day, I'm not getting up for me. And if I'm not getting up for me, I'm actually putting myself in a place to serve the world. And if I am getting up and I'm going to, you know, present myself to people and be the best that I can be for people, I got to get my butt up. Like, I'm making it, I'm making it inspiring, you know, every time, every time someone snoozes, they're basically snoozing on the button that says I'm selfish. Damn it. I'm selfish. <laughs> and, and no one wants to be selfish. Like no one wants to actively be like, Oh, I'm selfish. I'm going to sleep more because I'm so comfortable. Like, no, like this Sometimes is the I'm difference. Not even comfortable, but I'll still snooze. Anyone listening do this? I don't know. <laughs> I hope I'm not Look, alone. everyone, every. So many people want to snooze so many people. And it's a very normal human kind of like want out there, but this is where you have the differentiators, right? You have the top 2% that won't do that because they have, they right. have a purpose. Out there. So 4 a.m. Yeah. So, then what? Yep. And uh, sometimes it's before that. Um, if I can, I will definitely do it. If I, my body wakes up, then I always start my day with water. So I'll always have 20 ounces of water. Um, I always encourage everybody to start their day with water. Like you have to like cleanse your mind, right? Don't go straight for coffee, go, like, go straight for water. That's, I've you know, like that's drinking coffee. Well, I'm drinking coffee now and it's about 11 AM, but usually my first yeah. cup now has been like around one, which is like improvement for me. So I do matcha, I do my greens. I hydrate with water as the first thing. Um, I've just learned to give my body what it really needs. And then I'll get my coffee once I'm like really getting into the grind. Cause that's like a treat. Like you did all your morning stuff. You're like prepared for the day. You can have your coffee now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll do that, but then I will make a coffee and that'll be my first thing. And while I'm drinking my coffee, I'll always uh, read a page out of a book. Um, just okay, so I can learn something. Now? Give us some books. <clears throat> oh, well, so I love the art of living by Epictetus. Um, that's a, that's a stoic philosopher. Um, yeah, and then you know, I also, like that, that. <laughs> yeah, that one's really good. Um, I really love, um, the daily stoic. That's a great book too. Cause I'm not a big, like, I can't read pages and pages. I don't have, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty like, I don't have that much time in the morning. So I want to just yeah. read a page so I can learn something. That's really it. I want to learn something. So that's why I do it. Inspiration. That's what I do in the morning. I read yeah, my novel. So once I sit in the morning, I'm looking for that motivation too. Yeah, cool. So I'll do that. And then I'll straight after that is I'll write in my journal. So I'll journal okay. for, yeah. So journal too? Yeah. Every day. Can't, I, I won't miss. I won't miss. And then you know um, listeners get, I, I've been talking about it on this podcast. I feel like every podcast, there's some sort of insert about like, get your ritual of journaling in and it, it could literally change your life. And you don't like, you're not trying maybe, to be a writer or maybe you are, I don't know. Maybe you would actually. I wrote, yeah. I wrote, I actually wrote a book and I'm waiting. For, I'm about to publish it soon. So 
Amazing. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will definitely be your hype girl when that drops and um, share, share, share. But I also think that journaling for people, you know, for we like to write, but it's not even, I think it's for everyone who doesn't even want to write a book. It's basically what I'm trying to say. You can write out yeah. your thoughts, your emotions, your mental state, put it all on paper. And sometimes it can even turn into a really good to-do list that sets you up for the day. I mean, that happens to me sometimes. I'm just like, I end up writing everything I need to do today, which is also helpful because you made the time to do that. So you have a plan. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? A lot of people are like, oh, I don't like to write or I don't really want to, you know, dive into into deep with that. And, you know, sometimes you have to just write two sentences. Like mm-hmm. there is no expectation of journaling. Like a mantra. It, it doesn't, yeah, it can be anything. And I think that that's where people are like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like you don't have time to write a sentence. You have time to text. Like you have time to scroll. Mm-hmm. Stop talking. So that that's I think it's key I think it's definitely key to do that um just to kind of gather your thoughts and then straight after that I'll hit a workout I'll make sure I get get a good breakfast in and then I'm I'm set I'm ready for my day all right what what's the workout what are your like um moving out of the morning routine but more of like the SNES workouts in a week what does that look like do you work out every day do you have rest no every day every day is a workout Monday to Sunday Um, I don't, if I train smart, I can train every day. If I train stupidly, I can't train every day. So I have to just like, think about what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. Um, I definitely will back off on weights on a, on one day a week. Like I'll just do focus more on like conditioning, cardio stuff. Um, you know, yoga recovery kind of stuff in my life. Yeah. So (laughs) every day is basically like, I got to do something and I'll probably just focus a little bit more on like specific areas I want to improve on. Like maybe one day is more strength-based. The next day might be a bit more conditioning-based and, and it just changes every day, but I definitely do some form of lifting every day, but one day. Okay. What are some like tips, you know, if someone wanted to start training with you and get on your program and was new to working out, you know, what would you kind of, I'm sure you have like a session with people and talk to them about their specific goals. Um, but what are some things that you would tell someone that, you know, all of us listening could, could do in there? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of ways, right? So one of the things that I, I, I have actually like seven programs that I offer. So Whoa. some people can't, the, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it just came up with seven. So I have like a strength program. I've got uh, a body weight only program for people that maybe don't have access to the gym. I have a bodybuilding program. I've got a conditioning only program. Like so there's a lot of different variations. So if someone like the first thing I say to someone is what do you want? Like, what do you want? Not what does your friends want, your family want? Like not does not what social media wants. It's literally what do you want? And when I tell people Probably this- a hard question for people. Cause as you're saying yeah. that, I'm like, I think I can confidently like answer that to you now, but three months ago- yeah. You're- a year ago when you were training me, I'd probably just start crying. Oh no. Yeah. And that's okay though. So one thing that if one thing that people it's a it doesn't have to be crazy. Someone might say, I want to be fitter, right? But what does that look like? Does that look like a smaller version of you? Does that look like the same version but able to lift a lot? Does that look like someone that can run a half marathon? What does fitness look like to you? And so Uh that would be what I would ask people. I would ask people that exact question. Like, what does fitness look like to you? And what does your, you know, the the 10.0 version of you look like? 
And yeah. I'm literally saying, when you look in the mirror, what do you want to see? Because someone can look in the mirror and be like, I want to see someone that has muscles. All right, cool. Like you got to focus on your strength. Then. I don't, I don't and know then, if I'd say that to you because I, I would know what was coming next. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it just depends. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I think that that's kind of like the case. Like, you know, if you think someone wants, most people, when I say, what do you, what's your goals? They're like, oh, I want to lose some weight. Like, what does that look like? Like, you know, it's losing weight could be any type of weight. But when someone says, I just want to look at, I just want to, I just want to wear the outfit that I used to wear three years ago. And I looked great in it. Like that might be a goal for someone. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, to get there, here's the journey. Let me, let me pave this pathway and you got to, you got to walk that pathway. And when you walk in that pathway, guess what? I'm going to walk it with you. And that's like the good part. So um, I hold people accountable every week. I do accountability calls. Yes, so I do. make sure that they're on the right. Yeah. That's one of your company yes. values, right? Yes. Accountability. Yes. So, and, and, you know, I think that most people, they fall off because they don't have someone kind of going, Hey, like step up your game a little bit. It's, it, you know, yeah, you're going to fall short here and there, but don't fall off. Fall short, don't fall off. You know, big difference. Incredible moment. <laughs> short, don't fall off. Yeah. All right. Another quick commercial break. All right. Obviously, to protect your client's privacy, you don't have to give me names, but for all the lives that you've changed, you've definitely made an impact on my circle um, over the years. Me, absolutely. You know, after 2020 and my divorce, you know, I knew that I just wanted to look in the mirror, like you mentioned earlier, and just love myself again. I had like lost myself. And the first person I knew that would be able to make me feel confident and empowered was you. So it's like, I drove, which I, I just like don't have the schedule to do that anymore. But I would like drive sometimes from LA to Brea. It would be like an hour and a half to get to you. But I, I knew that I needed it. I needed someone to hold me accountable, like you said. And, you know, the, the feeling I would have after leaving you was just incredible, but I know that my story is probably minimal to the lives that you have changed. So I don't know, give the listeners kind of an example of maybe a client that you've helped in the past, you know, through movement and, you know, something that kind of like, you know, warmed your heart or made you feel, you know, really proud of yourself for what you do to people. Yeah. I'll tell you the most recent one, actually, um, recently, uh, I had a client that came off her anxiety medication that she was on for 10 years. Wow. So she came to me. That's hard. Came, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so she came to me. She just wanted to lose some weight, get fitter. Right. That was the very first thing until we kind of broke down. What does that look like? And what does that mean? And once she um, kind of said to me, I kind of revisit, I revisit people's goals on a regular basis. Cause I just really want to know, is it still that or is it something deeper than that? Because it does change. And I think people get frustrated by that. So I like that com commentary because I think I had to have that yeah. realization because I would get frustrated. But then I was like, but look how I pivoted. So that was my goal. That was like the intention. And But we pivoted over here and it's good to reassess. So I like that. Keep going. Yeah. So I had this, so this client came to me and she wanted to get fitter and she wanted to get stronger and she wanted to kind of like, you know, just improve her, her overall health. And once we dove deeper into the understanding, like where she was at, we started to understand like, okay, this, there is way more to this than what we think. So um, she definitely had trained her body and her mind to be so reliant on anti-anxiety medication that for 10 years she was on it. And it couldn't be just a straight, okay, come off it, you know, cold turkey. It doesn't right. work like that because um, you have withdrawals. 
Uh-huh. And when you have withdrawal, you go through some really heavy stuff. And those that those heavy moments, um, the, the moments that really have to like basically make you, they want you to go back to it. Like it doesn't at all want you not to go back to it. So I feel like this could um, be a whole podcast episode on, on this mm-hmm. like anxiety med culture. It's That's the real pandemic epidemic. Anyway, yeah. go on. So I helped her get off this anxiety medication slowly. We got her to focus more, redirecting her focus. You know, we got her to redirect her focus into working out, eating healthier, you know, taking some time to to really kind of like sit with herself and get a little bit more clear on what she was doing. So we did that more than anything. Um, and she came off it. Took her, it took her two months to come off it, two full months, that's, which is actually not that bad. Cool though, I feel like people. Yeah. I my ex I mean he was trying for like three years to wean off so that is incredible yeah yeah so um yeah so uh I it it was it was such a big thing you know for 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 that to happen and we just did it slowly and we kind of got it you know so it was really cool I love it cool yeah so that was probably one of my um my biggest things my one of my biggest uh, recent achievements um, I've had so many. I've been super grateful to work with so many people and um, and really help them, like you know, achieve. You know, sometimes even like getting them out of a really, really dark place. Yeah, that's, that's one. What are some ways, especially you know, now that there's so many um, facets of your business that you touch people? How do you feel like some of this movement for healing? wisdom could go viral you know like how do you feel like people like yourself and you know I'm trying to spread the news and you know be be a better leader in this area as well to really get people to start moving you know if you're we're all hurt we're not immune to these you know anxiety and depression we all have it so how can we like help this like wisdom of movement for mental health go viral what are you Um, doing (laughs) maybe already (laughs) You know what it is? There are so many people who talk and don't walk, right? How many people say, yeah, you know, you just got to, you got to, you got to go and do this X, Y, and Z, and you got to kind of take care of your body and you got to do this. And then all of a sudden we see those people saying those things, doing the opposite. So Uh no one is going to listen to someone that doesn't follow through. You know, like no one's going to listen to that. So if you're going to lead by example, everything, right? Even in, in a business that's not about movement and, you know, health, you know, that's yeah. in the workplace. Sometimes the best leaders are because they're actually like walking the walk, doing the thing. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I, I see so many people who talk a big talk, but they aren't doing anything. And I, that's the, that's the hard part, right? Because like are really good at talking the talk, like people can really like get into it and like be inspired. And then they're like, wait, hold on. This isn't genuine. Yeah. One of the things that I really like struggle with is when trainers or coaches call themselves trainers or coaches, but they don't even look like it. Like mm-hmm. when you're walking, like when I'm walking around, I'm like people- sitting up better. I'm like people, yeah. very- people are like like when when if you're a co- if you're a trainer people shouldn't have to ask you what you do they should be like hey you're a trainer right like they just need your affirmation like they just need your assurance but if you have to walk around and be like so what do you do for your job and you're like wow do I really not look that fit like I should look fitter yeah right like 
you freaking look you fit, switch- girl. Oh, thank you. Um, it, you know, how many times, this is the best way of putting it. If I saw someone in public that had incredible teeth, I'd be like, are you a dentist? I am like, side note, I I'm visiting him on Monday and I'm like, he's so cute. Anyway, go on. So I think that that's, I think that that's what people don't understand, right? Like, and, and social media is your resume to the world. If you want to promote mental health, and healing and growth and being good about yourself please stop putting on like you're partying and you drinking and you having a good time with your friends gosh that's bullshit holy moly i cannot stand someone that does that i I feel like this last year i really like had to look at myself hardcore in in the mirror with that as well like this is not yogic behavior and i you know not only do i need to get it off social media i need to like get it out of my life so yeah, I, I yeah. like that about you because, you know, everything you see and we'll I'll tag the information of how people can follow you because you're super inspiring. Um, but your social Thank media you. is is the real deal. You know, you're, you're showing people how you show up in, in the world and it's healthy and it's inspiring. And yeah, there is a lot of like drinking on everybody's social media. Like everybody's like showing their boundaries all the time. People think it's fun. People think it's fun. They don't think, they don't think drinking is a vice, right? It's not a vice, right? But it is a vice. No one wants to know that. Just because, you know, I feel like, you know, people get down on people who are doing like hard drugs, but like liquor is just as bad. It's just for some reason legal because it makes so much money, I guess. I'm not going to say that you can't have like one or two here and there. Cause you can, like, I'm not going to be like that kind of person, but like just going out and just like you, you know, you getting just like wasted, but then the next day you go and tell someone, Oh, Hey, you know, you should really go to the gym. You're like, wait, what should I go to the gym or should you stop drinking? Like you did last night? I'm confused. Right. Like, like no one's going to listen to people. You always used to say make good choices. You still say that to people. Yeah, so I, would, I think that that's the thing. That's back to your question have some integrity. That's it. Have integrity is doing the right thing all the time. Not just some of the time, not when you feel like it, integrity is doing the right thing all the time. Yeah. And honestly, if you know, you know, what, what do you think? Why do you think people struggle with that though? Is it just back to the discipline? And I think also when people fall off, they like start to feel really bad about themselves and then they like spiral even more. Um, I think a lot of it is no one is their Hey guys, another quick break to just share with you a coupon code for a product that I am loving. Again, much of you who listen to my podcast know that I had some skin cancer removed in this past year. So skin health has just been really important to me and caring for that organ. And I also just need to spend less time leisurely in the sun. So I started using this sunless tanning foam and it helps with firming the skin and also gives you this nice natural tint. It's all organic products and it's just just awesome. So I wanted to share the code and you can find it in the show notes. <laughs> I would I would say that, you know, the biggest the biggest reason why people struggle to stay on track is because they're not who they who they say they are. It's very yeah. hard to it's very hard to be who you say you are, but not actually who you are, right? They're two different versions. Like yeah. you have two sides of selves and the one the self that is authentic and real like knows what's right, knows that they should probably do what's right. But the other version is, but what about what everyone else wants me to do? What about what society wants me to do? What, how's it going to look to people? 
Like, you know, and you start to then go, well, how about I compromise my true inner sense of self for the benefit of everyone around me? And it's okay to do that because of X, Y, and Z. And then at the end of the day, when the head goes on the pillow, you're like, I hate who I am yeah. to others. I want to be who I want to be, but I don't feel like I have the courage to be that. And you do. Like everyone has the capacity to be who they want to be. All they yeah. have to do is actually just like overcome some of that fear Love and they're going to be able to do it, you know? Yeah, you really just tapped into because this is a very spiritual podcast. We talk about purpose. We talk about, you know, you kind of nailed the ending of getting into that spiritual realm because you don't necessarily have to know your purpose, but you do have to listen to those whispers. If, if it's a yes, if it's a no, and then people fall into these vices, and I don't think they even actually really want them because they're not listening to themselves. So anyone listening you don't feel like you know who you want to be or who your purpose is just start listening to actually what you want to do and how you want to feel might be helpful yeah and a lot of the time like honestly like people are just like not even coherent like they're they're, yeah. they're very unconscious so like they don't mean it people aren't like oh i want to do this like they don't right. mean it until the the emotions start to set in and go why do i feel like that like why do i feel a little empty and, but yet when I'm on these highs, I'm on these highs, but when I'm by myself, I'm on a low, like what's going on there. And that's really where the power is. The power is in the low, not in the high. The power is in the low. Do something the bad. The power is in the low. That's, you know, how we kicked off talking about being uncomfortable. Like how can you become more uncomfortable so you can continue to learn and change and grow? Um, Got to see what kind of is still bringing you down. Cause that's where the growth is. I used to always say when I was more in like a leadership role in my work, now I do like a lot of conversations and recruiting and focusing on the podcast. So my, my career has changed. So I'm not like, I'm inspiring people differently. But when I was a manager, I used to always say, if you feel uncomfortable, great. That means you're growing. That means you're learning something today. Like stop getting all worried about being uncomfortable, like get more comfortable being uncomfortable. I can't say that enough on this podcast, but what's next, Nez? You know, what's next for you? You mentioned a book, which is super exciting. Um, but, you know, where can my listeners get more of you? Um, they're not local in Brea. How can people get more of coach, coaching and mentoring from Ned? Um, So, I mean, I do I do coaching and mentoring online as well. So I've, def- I've branched into the online. Uh, yeah, I've, de- I've branched into the online space so I could be way more present for as many people as I can. And actually okay, and I'll them. put that in the show notes of this podcast so people can find you so we'll get all that together yes cool so you can definitely find me on instagram i'm very fast at responding and very i try to be as yes, helpful as i can on <laughs> so um that's just snezh v so s-n-e-z-v very i'm like the one on the one and only that has that name so it's kind of helpful Hell to yeah. find me um, no right right it, it's no white yes correct love it <laughs> that's very correct um so yeah there and i also have a website which is snezhv.com so you can always find all of everything that i do as well um because i don't just do the workouts i do the coaching i do the mindset stuff i do mental toughness stuff um i do men- like all the mentoring um through there as well um so you can find me there you can also just find me in my gym which is um Ozletics. so i'm also at the gym a lot as well such a cool place awesome well I guess I'll open it up to you to end this. You know, you're you're a podcast hostess now too. So what do you want to ask me? Um, I would love to know what your vision is for yourself. I've been, I'm glad you asked this because I have just been like buckling down the last 60 days. 
my yeah. vision is to get out of my own way. I think even just last night, I was re-inspired just being around coworkers that I just, I'm very remote and in this new role, I travel to new markets and I'm I, a lot of solo work this last year. I've kind of like in the, in the past, always been surrounded by a team. But my point is, is just being around people. And honestly, I can say it without like sounding cocky, but people were like gravitating towards me. They wanted mm-hmm. to know, they wanted to tell me about your podcast. Like I just kind of was super lifted up and reminded, like I am making an impact, but sometimes that mm-hmm. low energy, the uncomfortableness was telling me like, oh, no one's even listening. No one even cares. I kind of stopped like off my social media game hasn't been as strong. So, you know, I think I'm getting out there. I need to start telling my story more. I need to start reconnecting with people like you. Super excited to have you on the show. Um, And yeah, start telling my story and write a book Mm -hmm. and do more coaching and mentoring myself more in the mental health place. Because You know, I have a lot of credentials to get people to understand, um, you know, that they're not alone. And yeah, that's where I I'm love headed. It. You're going to see I more of me. And more. All right, girl. Thank you so much for your time. And I appreciate I it. Soon. I got to swing through. All right. We'll talk All soon. Right. Bye. Bye.